0: Welcome to my new show, The Dr. Jerry Fishkin Show. Well, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin. My goal is to bring the consulting room to your living room. Your feedback will help make this show a show not for me, but for you. So sit back, relax, and let's jump in. We go to school for years to become licensed therapists, and for some, we experience burnout. We've learned many therapeutic treatment approaches we can use in the fulfillment of our work. We study all aspects of behavior, both healthy and not. We all come into this field for different purposes, to fulfill a need, some type of need that we have. We get involved in the deepest conflicts both interpersonal and intrapersonal, that most individuals and families ever experience. We are the repository of others' anguish. We are the models of our treatment. And sometimes, like a discharged battery, we burn out, become exhausted, and lose sight of who we are and what we're trained to do. We are the compassionate caregivers. However, in a burnout state, we stop being relational and compassionate with others and primarily with ourselves. Our vacuum bag becomes full. A number of years ago, uh, I was writing an article on therapy and while rummaging through my uh, library, I came across a very old dictionary. I wish I still had it. I looked up the word therapy And the definition blew my mind. It said, as in giving confession, the priest gives absolution through confession, but it's not our job to give absolution, but rather to help heal the wounds and conflicts presented to us, and to help the individuals understand the deepest motivations behind their behavior. At the end of the day, it's our job to facilitate hope and change through trust and compassion with those we treat. Therapist burnout occurs or happens when one's psychological resources are overpowered or exhausted by the demands placed on them, and especially by the unrealistic demands we place upon ourselves. We cease to find the meaning, value, and purpose in what we do we lose sight of who we are. So, what are the factors that lead to therapist burnout? The literature regarding burnout typically relates to four primary elements. Number one, empathy drain. We deal with thoughts, emotions, and energy. The necessity for active listening and processing throughout each session can and often does leave us feeling drained ourselves yet we must maintain our professionalism and openness even if we are feeling exhausted and on edge number two organizational factors and systemic factors that are out of our control for instance working in a clinic or group program that requires seeing so many patients or clients per day can leave one feeling as if they're on a treadmill going backwards, uh, like a hamster uh, in, in a wheel. You know what that feels like. The faster you go, the more behind you get. And if quotas are involved, the process of therapy can become routinized and we begin to disassociate, seeing the patient or client as a number rather than as a person. Those working for nonprofits, social service agencies, and drug rehab clinics are rife for occupational burnout. In private practice, stress associated with insurance companies and their demands, especially regarding reporting, getting authorizations and reauthorizations, as well as limiting contacts and the number of sessions can and often does create many stress factors. No-shows and financial issues also contribute to ongoing stress. Difficult patients, as we all know, and the potential for liability and licensing board inquiries can trigger a major anxiety reaction and many sleepless nights, especially if one's license is in jeopardy. I've worked with a number of therapists who were going through uh, board evaluations and scrutiny and the stresses they experienced were overwhelming. Number three, the structure of therapy is self-limiting. So because of the nature of confidentiality and privilege, therapists often feel isolated and lonely, both socially and emotionally, uh, absolutely precluding the therapist from sharing their clinical experience and interactions, both positive and negative with others that they experience throughout the day. So basically, we're pretty much alone in our work. Number four over-identifying with our work. As I said earlier, there are many reasons why people become therapists. For some, it's the need to change, identify, or work through issues of their own or in their own life, or to lose themselves in others' uh, traumas or conflicts. Some therapists over-identify with their clients and spend a lot of time ruminating about them, especially between sessions, and even after their therapeutic contract is ended. Another major factor that has been associated with therapist burnout is that of secondary or vicarious trauma. We're now beginning to understand that the emotional impact the caregiver or therapist experiences as a result of witnessing a client's terror and anguish can produce a unique set of symptoms similar to those of post-traumatic stress disorder. This can produce symptoms of helplessness, rage, depression, isolation, paranoia, and hypervigilance. Other symptoms include sleep deprivation and issues that threaten our immune system, making us more vulnerable to opportunistic disease factors or processes. What are the signs of burnout? Burnout, if you've read my previous books on burnout, means exhaustion. Professionally, the signs of burnout include dragging yourself into work most days, not observing professional boundaries, lack of interest or desire to learn about new techniques and research, engaging in unethical behaviors, and disregarding professional boundaries, including dual relationships with patients, cynicism, and the loss of meaning and purpose. Clinically, signs include feeling relieved when clients cancel, dozing off or spacing out during your sessions, beginning sessions late or ending them early, repeating the same interpretations over and over, giving advice as a shortcut rather than helping the client understand their motivations, telling stories rather than providing real therapeutic probing and interventions, inappropriate self-disclosure during sessions, seeking affirmation and emotional support from your patients, judging or zoning out during sessions rather than listening to your patients, feeling irritable, exhausted, or excessively tired most of the time. And this might include substance abuse, and chemical dependency and a loss of compassion. That is a loss of attunement and empathy with patients or clients, but especially with oneself. So what are the interventions for therapist burnout? These are the things we need to look at. When therapists begin to experience the signs and symptoms of professional burnout, who sounds the alarm? We teach our patients about effective boundary setting as a primary strategy for self-care. Yet when a therapist burns out, we can predict they're not practicing effective or healthy self-care. And none of us are immune to the ravaging effects of burnout. So it seems to me that the beginning of treatment must start with awareness. We have to get past the denial the awareness that something is wrong, that we're not functioning effectively, and in fact are failing to be effective with those we treat. Failure to engage in adequate self-care can have a deleterious impact on one's career and professional longevity. Therefore, I put forth the following interventions and suggestions. Set effective boundaries in your personal life and make time for yourself, as well as time with your family and your friends. It's extremely important. There is no stigma attached to seeking therapy for yourself. We do it with our patients, why not with ourselves? Reduce your caseload and, 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 and set boundaries on the cases you see. And if necessary, refer difficult patients to other therapists. Do things you enjoy and engage in hobbies. Take care of yourself physically and spiritually. Work out if necessary and watch your diet. Understand within yourself these signs and symptoms of burnout and perform necessary self-assessments when you find yourself struggling to get through the day. Say no when no is what you're feeling. Don't isolate yourself when you find your psychological and emotional walls closing in on you and your coping skills are failing you. Don't try to be perfect, to know it all. Know what your limits are and be realistic. If necessary, join a support group and don't be afraid to ask for feedback and don't be afraid to ask for help. If all else fails, you may decide that this work is psychotoxic for you and quitting is the best option you have. At the end of the day, I believe that overcoming denial and having compassion and balance in our life are the true keys to overcoming therapist burnout. Compassion means having compassion, not just for others, but especially for yourself. As you know in my book, if you have read it, Compassion means attunement and empathy. We must be self-aware to survive and have longevity within our career. It is only when we are attuned and empathic toward ourselves that we can heed the warning signs of burnout. And when we have balance in our life, the effects of our job are minimized by the healthy aspects of what we experience in our personal and family life. Balance also means experiencing the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of our being. The Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu said, Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. Knowing Others is wisdom. Knowing yourself is enlightenment. So thanks for watching, and don't forget to subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Dr. Jerry Fish Show.